This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. Doing good today, man. Excited to be in here once again, recording mm-hmm. episode 63, man. That's right. Very cool, man. I'm excited about this topic. I, um, I've had some interest in this topic. We did an episode in the past. Um, uh, we titled it something along the lines of, um, you know, how to, how to spot a bad trainer or whatnot. So we're going we're gonna to expand upon that today. Today we're going to talk about more ways to spot a trainer that's just out for your money, guys. So a bad trainer, someone that's not really out there to see your successful journey from, you know, start to finish as a pro wrestler. Um, they're more out there just to kind of be like, you know what, I can make a few bucks off of this kid by teaching him this and this and this. Um, you know, and not all of them are malicious. Some of them are just a little ignorant about their skill level to to take somebody yeah. uh, and turn them into an athlete or turn them into a pro wrestler. So that's that's kind of, you know, so I hope some trainers or promoters or whatever also listen to this and maybe understand like either crap, like maybe I need to focus more on something besides for training or maybe I need to outsource a person mm-hmm. that could do the training for me because it's not really my thing because not all great athletes make great coaches. You know, not all great pro wrestlers are going to make great pro wrestling trainers. Trust me. Like I I absolutely know that. So, um, you know, one of the primary reasons we created this company is to provide consistent and quality training advice for young pro wrestlers. You know, the reality is that a lot of pro wrestling trainers are about as reliable as a used car salesman. All right. And I, I hate to say that those are the worst of the worst, but you know, they will say absolutely anything to get your money. And once they have your money, you know, once you leave their site, they couldn't care less what happens to you, whether you make it as a pro wrestler or, 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 or quality or whatever. They, they don't care. They just had you in there. They made a quick buck, and that's that. So that is one reason why we created Strong Style. Strong Style is the first pro wrestling strength training gym template program that you can work out in any gym or your home gym. We created that for you. It is available right now. You can go to www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Check out everything about Strong Style. We also have a few episodes in the archives dedicated specifically to tell you what all Strong Style is about. All right, so I have a love-hate relationship with pro wrestling trainers and specifically on social media, like mm-hmm. posts that I see, which is kind of what spurred me getting back into this topic today. Um, I love social media. Social media is awesome. We do most all of our business pretty much, yeah. uh, Aaron and I, on social media with the podcast, the website, and everything. Um, it's an incredibly powerful tool. You can use it to spread positive information and positive knowledge and, and educate people, and I love that. I love that you can you know, get access to people. I love that, that the people that follow us can have direct access to us because of social media, but um, sadly, it's also a tool for spreading useless info and some pretty terrible advice that I've seen out there, which I'm going to talk about here, but um, I've seen so many trainers, you know, performing like bogus exercises in or out of the ring, making wrestlers do like these useless drills that are really not accomplishing anything, but maybe trying to break them down, party tricks where they're just showing you like the super fanciest thing that you can do in a pro wrestling ring, but not ever giving you like like a, a level of the the fundamentals and the basics and stuff you know the the sad truth is that a lot of that nonsense though is kind of what gets likes and views i understand that you want to put the fancy flashy stuff out front but if i can't 
immediately, you know, by clicking on your page or whatever, get a, a taste of the fundamentals and a taste of like what kind of values you're trying to establish with pro wrestlers. It really sets up a lot of red flags with me when it comes to pro wrestling training. Um, you know, these people put out content purely for entertainment, right? Content without substance, without depth, and without any real takeaway. Like you can't you can't devour that content or digest that content and then leave thinking like, here's what I learned. Or did you just see a cool move that you probably could have just saw watching AEW or something, right? <laughs> so, you know, hot take. Your trainer is there to educate you, not to entertain you. All right, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. Aaron's got decades as a strength trainer. I've got years as a personal trainer. And, you know, it, it's hard. And sometimes you have to talk clients through that in that, like, I understand that some training is boring, but it's those boring foundational functional movements that establish like that, that the base of the pyramid that I'm always talking about yeah. the, the ground level that allows you to build higher and higher and higher and higher and, and take your client to new heights. That same thing applies to pro wrestling. So here's a problem. You know, what do those bogus drills, the party tricks, you know, all that stuff that they're showing you on social media, what do they do to educate you about pro wrestling itself? And, you know, I would say nothing, absolutely nothing about, you know, proper exercising, like I'm talking about in and out of the ring, in the gym as well, um, for a pro wrestler, or the fundamentals of pro wrestling training itself. What does a corkscrew moonsault teach a guy that can't do five back bumps, you know, safely? Yeah. What does that teach them? Um, these trainers are just showing off, guys. Those people are just showing off in an attempt to get a quick cash in on unknowing people that are new to the business. A lot of times, this training either sets up false expectations, like with, with the, the potential client that's watching it, like, ooh, you know, that could be me. And it could be, but like it sets up false expectations about what training, you know, where it begins and how fast it progresses, because that's going to be different for everybody. Um, or, you know, even worse, it makes like, a new person to pro wrestling feel like crap about their current skill level because that's all they see is like this crazy stuff. It's like, am I supposed to be doing that? Should that be what I'm doing already? Why yeah. am I not doing that? I can't even take a back bump. I think I should just quit. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of where that goes. And uh, wrestling's not for everybody, but that's also not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be gatekeepers of professional wrestling. We're trying to educate people properly and create a foundation of strength and healthy future pro wrestlers. But like we do with clients, right? So you have to, like in, in the gym and whatnot, you have to build a foundation of strength, a foundation of understanding and appreciation for the very simple things inside the gym before you can move on to maybe the more advanced things in the gym. Yeah, like you said, you have a base level. You know, you have the fundamentals on the bottom of that pyramid that mm -hmm. you have to learn. And if you don't learn those, then you can't build upon it right. to do those uh, bigger moves or have a, a larger uh, exactly. skill set. Um, so you definitely have to do that. We do that with strength and conditioning. You know, um, sure. on strong style, one yep. of the things we have, uh, the, one of the very first things you do is just a static push-up position plank. Right, right. You're right. just holding right. and learning to build tension in the body. That's Absolutely. all it is. And you look at that, and it, it, it looks like, oh, he's just sitting there. Yeah. But it really builds a foundation to be able yeah. to help your bench, your squat, and, and everything else that we have in the program. Absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, skipping that step is like, I always like to imagine like, like think of think of the rungs of a ladder. Like what if you've got what if you've got a ladder leaning up against a building that you need to climb, and you know you're you're five foot eleven and the first rung on that ladder is eight and a half feet in the air. Like you have to jump or what are you going to do to get to that first rung? Like that's what we're kind of seeing on social media a lot nowadays is people just establishing those really high rungs without supporting those 
functional, like foundational rungs that you have to have at the bottom before you can even take your first step. So like, like you just said with that, like you have to learn how to hold that, that beautiful static, you know, body position with full tension before I'm going to ask you to actually go into a, say a push up or flip over and do a bench press. If, but if you can translate that core stability and that glute stability and that pillar strength that I've always talked about to your other lifts and you're down, you got it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is exactly what we do with Strong Style, like Aaron mentioned. And Strong Style, remember, is available right now. You can also just follow us on social media. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can see links to Strong Style and everything else that we have coming along. You can follow us on Facebook in our private Facebook group. We've seen some awesome posts about Strong Style lately. Very, very proud of all the people going through it right now. Seen some really cool posts about how confident they are with with the program itself. And uh, I love that. I love hearing people not just experiencing it, but having, you know, good experiences with it. They've never followed something like this before, never had a strict program that they felt was tailored for professional wrestlers before. So super happy to see those posts. Yeah, John, I just thought of something else yep. too on there. You know, when you're talking about just finding a good trainer, one of the things when mm-hmm. you're doing these, as you mentioned, the the higher rung stuff that yeah. you don't need to be doing yet because you haven't built those fundamental movements yet right. is you know, as a strength and conditioning coach, we have a rule. Doctors have a rule, mm-hmm. and it's do no harm. Right. Right? So yeah. as a coach, if, if you're paying someone, you know, to train you, they, they yes. should be looking out for your safety. So the first rule is do no harm, which right. is why I always teach those fundamentals first. So you make sure you don't hurt people doing right. something they can't do. If, if, uh, if, you know, if as a personal trainer, like if somebody, uh, if, if a client told me that they, you know, I always ask, have you worked with a trainer before? They say yes. Yeah. And if they told me, like, yeah, our first session, I walked in and he was like, um, have you ever uh, squatted with a barbell before? And I said, no, you know, I've never been trained at all with a barbell. And he said, okay, well, today we're going to find your one rep max. Like, right. w- are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? One of the most dangerous lifts that you can do, like, without a knowledge of the basics and how to brace yourself. And, you know, this is a person that's never even done, honestly, they, 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 they don't realize this, but they've never even done a proper bodyweight squat much less a let's establish a one rep max today. Like that's not how it goes, guys. You don't just jump into the gym, jump into the ring and think, well, let's let's figure out my finishing move before I've even figured out how to take a back bump, you know, right? Yeah. So that's what you that's what you have to kind of think about this. So, you know, those are some ideas of uh, you know, what to you know, kind of red flags looking at trainers and whatnot and their social media accounts and what they're posting, what they're showing you and how they're speaking to you. But what does a good trainer look like? Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, any trainer that truly wants to help you isn't going to just entertain you, okay? They're going to educate you. They're not just there for your entertainment. They're not there just to to wow you. Like if you if yeah. you if you come across a wrestling trainer that's also a wrestler and maybe you started as a fan of theirs and now you're very like like you're, you're taken by like, oh, wow, I'm being trained by this person that I admired. That's great. But let's hope that they put on their coach's hat when it comes to training you. Otherwise, maybe they're not an actual great coach. Maybe they're, they're a better performer, which is what you knew them for, than they are as a coach. So keep that in mind, guys. They're not there to entertain you. They're there to educate you. A good trainer won't tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. All right? They may not always give you the advice that you want, but they will give you the advice that you need. And that's a problem with a lot of wrestlers nowadays is, is like, this is another thing. It's like, like, so we created Strong Style because wrestlers know they need to work out, but they don't know what to do. So we tried to help them by creating a solution for that problem. Um, wrestlers also seem to know, you know, and young wrestlers, you'll find out if you haven't started yet, they know that 
okay, I'm supposed to ask a quote-unquote veteran or maybe somebody that's just a little higher skill level than me. I'm supposed to ask them, hey, what did you think about my match? And then the problem comes that if you tell them anything negative or if you, if you give them any kind of criticism whatsoever, they're very upset. Yeah. Like, they're like, what, what do you mean? Like right. they, they just wanted to be, you know, whatever, patted on the back, uh, told all told the good, good stuff job. and yeah. told good job. Wow, great job, kid, and all that stuff. So with somebody that's truly there to educate you, don't be afraid to hear some criticism, okay? Don't be afraid to get some constructive criticism. We have an episode in the archives as well about whose criticism really matters. Right. So go back and listen to that. That's a really underrated episode. I listen, I re-listened to it. Um, a few weeks ago, and uh, I, I was like, wow, this, this is some really good information, okay? Because I, I had some notes that I was trying to apply to the episodes like this one that we're doing today, and um, I, I didn't want to have too much repeat. Like, I don't like to constantly repeat myself unless it's, I think it's necessary, but um, that's a really underrated episode. So speak, what we're talking about right now, you know, trainers that will give you the quality advice that you actually need, maybe not just what you want. You know, they're educating, not entertaining. Go back to that previous episode that we had, and you can hear Aaron and I discuss all the people that maybe don't need to be giving you feedback because there are some out there, all right? There are some people out there whose feedback doesn't necessarily matter. Um, and again, I think our big rule on that episode was you should always be polite. You should always be mm -hmm. fine. But some of the information you can just let go. Like yeah. it's okay to just let go. But there are people whose advice you really need to hear. And those are typically the people that are super, super honest with you and don't just tell you, good job, kid. All right, so... Um, well, yeah, I yeah, think too. It, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm a coach and I'm yeah. going to uh, criticize or you know coach yeah. someone to do better, I'm going to tell them after that. I'm going to say, "Hey, this is how we fixed it," or right. "This is like, yes. it's not just a critical yeah, point. It is, hey, you know, this yeah. is, this is how you can make it better." Right. Well, that sucked. Uh, see you later. Like that's not that's not it, what we want. Yeah. We want here's why that sucked and what you can do to make it not suck next time. Like, yeah. absolutely. Well, and they, you know, a, a coach-athlete relationship, you know, you're giving, you know, you have the best interest uh, for the athlete right. at heart. So you're giving that because you know they can do it and it's going to help them. Um, but you also have to, the coach should be listening to the athlete too. Sure. You know, because sometimes, yeah. I know I've, I'll, you know, correct someone on something and they mm -hmm. don't quite get it because yeah. they think they were doing it that yeah, way. Yeah. Sometimes they don't realize the kind of sure. the point. So you have to, a good coach also will be able to take that and say, Okay, how can I explain this better? Yes. Like, how can I make you understand, yep. you know, what I'm saying, and put it in kind of your uh, the athlete's perspective to yeah. make them understand how to do it. It's very important that we, because um, I, I do that exact same thing where I, I, I talk people through movements, but I don't stop to think like, are they understanding what I'm saying? Are they understanding why your feet have to be in this position? Right. Why your knees have to bend in this direction? Things like that. Like they're they're not understanding. So I'll ask them like, um, you know, are you understanding this? Um, do we need to keep talking about this? And I'll try to approach it from a different direction that maybe they can understand. Like, like, like the ladder, you know, just a few seconds ago, I talked about the ladder rungs that might click for some people. It might not click for other people, but, um, that is what a great coach will do is they will keep trying until they've found a way to relate and describe the thing to you properly. Yeah. Um, effective training can be boring. All right. I've kind of got into that a while ago, but it's true. And, um, that's how it should be. All right. You have to kind of get comfortable with that. So effective training can be kind of boring. Getting great results requires uh, really a ton of pretty mundane and repetitive workouts done day after year, day after day or year after year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you just rinse and repeat the same freaking 
20, 30. I mean, that's a lot movement patterns over a lifetime, you know, uh, and you hope, you know, you, you, and that's, you know, remember I said lifetime there guys, like you never stop needing to, to perfect your back bump, your, mm-hmm. your one arm roll, your 180 one arm roll, all these things like these are all so, so crucial and important to never lose so that you never get hurt and you never hurt anyone else. Like super, super important, you know, and talking about working out, like creating that, that lean, muscular, but strong, like pro wrestling body type that's so desired nowadays with the way that we wrestle nowadays, that's a product of consistent hard work and prioritizing uh, your basic movements, you know, which is kind of how we based a lot of strong style on when we created it was we talked about that in the strong style episode, but it's a 12 week program. And after those 12 weeks, you still have this program. You can repeat this program with your new results that you already have. When you start those 12 weeks, you're going to be bench pressing, you know, who knows, you're going to be bench pressing 185. And then after you go through the entire program and you PR on test day with, with 225 or something for reps, when you restart the program, guess what? Now you get to restart at that heavier percentage and, and you increase exponentially from there. So I'm just trying to say like repetitive workouts day by day, year after year, rinse and repeat, rest when you need to, all that good stuff. Same thing for pro wrestling, your rolls, your back bumps, yeah. your practicing of your basic fundamentals of chain wrestling and utilizing the ropes in pro wrestling and how to move and your ring awareness and your spacing and your timing. All these things never go away. They yeah. never become old hat. Like they are the fundamentals for a reason because we want you to be a successful professional wrestler for your lifetime, as, as long as you're going to be in the ring. And I, I've listened to so many um, podcasts, uh-huh. you know, from Steve Austin and, and stuff uh, talking. And whenever they talk about this subject, they basically give the same advice. Right. They're just saying, you know, I had four moves. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Like, the, like I had these three things that I did, and that was pretty much it. Right. I mean, the basic skill set that they could do. Um, and it really, it's really amazing because after, after, if you really watch, like, man, mm-hmm. those guys didn't really have a whole lot. They, they didn't do that much. Yeah. No, yeah. But, I mean, but it was amazing matches. John Cena got criticized heavily during his initial championship runs um, for having, they, they kept saying he had the five moves of doom. He had five moves. They called, oh, it's five moves of doom. One, two, three, John Cena wins. Yeah. And I just, I, I didn't understand, like, go back and watch Stone Cold. He's got five moves too. Like that's all he's got. But these people, you know, it's it's not just the moves. It's your it's, persona. Yeah. It's your character. It's how you interact with the fans. It's the motions you take in between the moves before mm-hmm. you get to the moves and all that good stuff. Like it, it doesn't take the super fancy um, you know, convoluted things that a lot of pro wrestling schools, a lot of pro wrestling trainers are putting on their social media. It takes that solid foundation that comes over time, and sometimes you learn a new hold, and sometimes you drop an old one, or you replace it with this one, and things evolve, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's you never get away from those basics; like they're always there for you, and that's important. So, yeah. I, I think too with the basics, the basics when you're training the basics consistently, mm-hmm. it is that it is training. Yeah. When whenever you're doing the other yeah, stuff, yeah. like if I can relate to strength and stuff, yeah. it's more just like a workout. You're just sure. doing stuff. You're just it's doing n- stuff. It, yeah. Yeah, because because you're not going to do those at least until you get the basics, those high risk things, or you shouldn't be doing those high, more high risk sure. things a ton until you know how to do the basics anyway. Absolutely. So nope, you're absolutely right. 
Guys, I hope that was informational for you. I really like talking about this stuff, and I will do more episodes about it in the future. Like I said, go back. We have another episode about how to spot trainers that maybe don't have your best interests in mind. We have that episode about um, whose information is most important to you. And we also have multiple episodes about how to train as a professional wrestler um, before and after Strong Style was announced. The Strong Style is available right now, www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Please check us out. Also check us out on YouTube. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. I love seeing the YouTube numbers tick up every single week. More views, more followers, more subscribers. We got some cool videos over there about the fundamentals. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the Rolls, fundamentals. That's what's back in there. bumps. You can see you can see me in action. So you can you can go over there and see if I actually know what I'm talking about. See me do some of the fundamentals themselves. We're gonna have more of that stuff coming in the future. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. Don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.